0: In Alhamdulillah, Nahmedu, who was staying, who was still furrow, when I would be lahi, Miss and Fusina, or Miss Yati Amalina, may Yahdi Hillah, Wa feller Muddin Lella, or may you blil in La, Ilaha illa, who wached her, la Sharikala, or anna muhammadan Abduhu or Rasulu, Slotulahi was Salamu Ali. أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا believe, الله Allah, the ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي you من نفس O وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء Lord الله الذي you به one واحسن هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل مُحْدَثَةٍ بدعه وكل بِدْعَةٍ ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نِعْمَةِ الاسلام وَالْسُنَّةِ and oh, praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Hadathini Jama'atun Minushuyukh bi Isnar Kulin illa Sufyan bin Uyaina An Amr Dinar An Abi Qabus Mawla Abdullah bin Amr An Amdullah bin Amr bin As Badiallahu Ta'ala An Huma Anna Hukal Qa Rasulullahi Sallallahu Alahi Wasallam Ar-Rahimuna Ya Rahamu Humur Rahman I Manfil Arduq. It has been reported that the Prophet he said that those who are merciful, they will be shown mercy by the most merciful. Be merciful and show mercy to those who are in the earth and the one who is above the heavens, he will show you mercy. This hadith is a hadith that is It is a hadith that The scholars of hadith Or many of the scholars of hadith They used to teach this hadith As the first hadith They would teach their new students The ulama they say From the wisdom of this Is that This is because knowledge is mercy the result of knowledge is mercy here in this world. And the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter. Alhamdulillah oh, Islami wa Sunnah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue going over this tremendous hadith. With the Prophet ﷺ, he was asked about an action that which could be done that will enter an individual into Jannah and that will remove them from the fire. So the Prophet ﷺ, in outlining this, and in informing us that first and foremost, that which will enter a person into Jannah. And remove them from the fire, make them far removed from the fire, is the establishment of the obligations, the establishment of the five pillars of Islam. To believe correctly in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, to establish the Tawheed, the true monotheism, to believe correctly in the Prophet Sallallahu and to follow the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. To establish the obligatory prayer To pay the obligatory charity To fast, the obligatory fast in the month of Ramadan And to make pilgrimage to the house for those who have the ability to do so This is the foundation We have to believe correctly in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We have to believe correctly in the angels We have to believe correctly in the books. We have to believe correctly in the prophets and messengers. We have to believe correctly in the Day of Judgment. And we have to believe correctly in the Divine Decree, The good and the bad. We have to fulfill those obligations if we want to be successful and then the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned ألا أدلك, ألا أدلك الخير, and shall i not inform you of the doors of good and here the prophet sallallahu wasallam he outlines some voluntary acts that are very important so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he outlined as we took have we have taken in the last week's class the voluntary fasting and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he informed us that the fast fasting is a shield a junnah that yani uh, a uh, that fasting it is a shield and that sadaqah and that the voluntary charity Then it will erase and extinguish the bad deeds Just as water extinguishes fire And then the Prophet ﷺ brings us to the next portion And that is what we're going to take in today's class And move on to the next section And that is, as the Prophet ﷺ said الرَّجُلُ فِي جَوْفِ and the prayer of a man in the middle of the night Now here, man is mentioned But it is general Because it is applicable to both men and women Naam It is applicable to both men and women And here, we're speaking about the voluntary prayer But in specific, that voluntary prayer In the middle of the night As the Prophet said jawfil layl in the middle of the night, now. Now, this voluntary prayer in the middle of the night, this is from what? Because remember the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He said, "And shall I not inform you of blank?" And then he mentioned three things. Fill in the blank. What is the blank? And shall I not inform you of what? No, no. Before that, from the hadith, yani, <laughs> shall I inform you of what will. Ah. Two things <clears throat> no, so, okay. From the wording of the hadith. What, shall I inform you of what will put one in the jannah and remove one from the fire? No. Shall I not inform you of, shall I not point you to the what? is in there good Good is in there but what what of good Uh, who knows shall I not inform you of the blank of good you have to fill in the blank Mm -mm. who knows Certainly, you could have uh, Googled it by now, right? Three things enter the jungle? No, no, no. What, what we got? A uh, Bawab, the doors shall not inform you of the doors of good. Okay. And he mentioned how many things? One, two, three, four, five, or six. He mentioned how many? How many doors of good did he mention? Eight. Nope. Eight doors of Jannah? No, no, no. How many doors yeah, of good? Well, How many doors of good did he mention here in this hadith? He mentioned. Is it correct, belief, He mentioned. No. Salam? Nope. No, it's, uh, as. Sadaqah. Sadaqah as one. Was siyam. Was sown. Was- was- now. Was salah. Was-, was-, was salah. Was zakat. Mm? I do. No, no. It's, it's a good. It's a after. Not from the No, he said. The not good. From the no, 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 not here. Not in this part. He said that was before. Yeah. So now the doors of good are what? Yeah. Fasting. fasting. Which fasting though? No. Fasting in Ramadan. No. Voluntary fasting. Voluntary. Okay. What else was mentioned? Salah. No. but obligatory or no, no. no. Voluntary. But which voluntary prayer? in the night, now for And missing one. Sodaka. voluntary or obligatory? Zakat or or charity? Huh? Voluntary, But The voluntary charity, what does that do? Extinguishes extinguishes the sins like what? Like water extinguishes fire. But that's important, right? Because sins, we don't want to, we want to get rid of sins. So a manner and and a means of getting rid of sins is by giving soda, giving voluntary charity. Now, that charity, does it, for those sins it touches, from the minor sins that it touches, does it lessen it or does it totally extinguish it? Totally. Right. totally extinguishes it, right? Based on what? What's the proof that it totally extinguishes it? Like water extinguishes fire? Like water extinguishes fire. The example that the prophet said him brought. Because the example he brought, he said, just as water extinguishes fire. Now water, when you put water on top of fire, does it partially take care of it or does it totally take care of it? Totally, totally takes care of it. You pour, pour a bucket of water on, on, on a flame And it's going to take out the flame So likewise, charity When you bring charity It will extinguish, it will erase Those Minor sins Now what about the major sins? How do we get rid of the major sins? Mektova So if we repent unto Allah And we bring Charity That will extinguish Which sins? Man, uh, uh, Zohar. Zohar. The, the major and all of, all of them major and minor because toba will erase yeah. what the, mi- the, the major sin and the charity will erase the minor sin so you can't lose the more charity you give you can't lose and even if it is a piece of a date even if it's a quarter even if it's a penny even if it's just a smile in the face of your brother because you don't have anything else to give all of that is charity right but specifically Spending Then this will what? It will Erase It will erase And then the Prophet He said And the prayer of a man In The middle of the night The prayer of a man is this, does, does the same apply for women? Yes. yes Because the general rule is that what? Whatever applies, whatever applies to the man applies to the woman unless there is a specific proof which states a difference, okay? So whatever applies to the man, whatever whenever there's a ruling for the man, then that ruling is also for the woman unless there comes a specific proof that states that there is a difference and that this is specific to one and not the other because there's some rules that are specific to men, correct? Then there's some rules that are specific to women, Right? There's some rules that are specific to women; they don't apply to men. Then there's some rules that are specific to men; they do not apply to women. What's an example of a rule that applies to men? It doesn't apply to the women. Prayer, prayer, in congregation in the masjid. Prayer in congregation in the masjid. This is wajib upon who? The men. It's not wajib upon the women. It's wajib upon the men. Now, but for the men, it's better to pray in jama'ah. Right? And if we have a masjid, in the masjid. Because maybe sometimes you're in a place there's no masjid. So you still pray jama'ah where you can. Right? But, so for the men, praying in jama'ah is better for them. But for the women, is it better for her to pray in jama'ah or is it better for her to pray at home? Pray at home. home. She gets more reward for praying at home. So this is an example of rules that are specific to one and not the other. For both cases. A'la kulli hal, this affair shaykh abdul muhsin he mentions uh, he says hadha huwa al-amr al-thalith this is the third affair min abwaab khair from the the what of good the doors of door. good na'am essential from the doors of good allati yataqarrabu in allah azza wa jalla biha of which one would draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of them. Na'am. وقد تلا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عند ذلك قوله تعالى. And the Prophet صلى when he mentioned this, then he recited the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tatajafa جنوبهم عن المضاجع يدعون ربهم خوفا وطماعا. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنفِقُونَ فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَا لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ الله سبحانه وتعالى says what translated means and they forsake their beds they forsake their beds they forsake their beds and they call upon their lord Out of fear They call upon their Lord Out of fear And Out of what? Out of hope Out of fear and out of hope Because you find This is the way of the believers The believer Is between hope And between fear Has to be balanced When there is an imbalance that will translate into evil and abhorrent behavior, okay? So, for example, those who worship Allah based upon fear, this leads to a great evil. Does anyone know what that evil is? Those who worship Allah only with fear. Hmm? It, na'am, it leads to extremism, but which, but which extremists in particular? I'll give you a hint. It's those extremists who say that if you make a sin, you are Kafir. Khawarij. The Khawarij. This leads to the Khawarij. The likes of ISIS, the likes of Al Qaeda, the likes of Al Shabab, and, 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 and the Khawarij. They worship Allah based upon fear. And look what that fear translates into. Oppression, acts of tyranny, so on and so forth. Bam? Against the Muslims and the non Muslims. Bam? But so of course, just worshiping Allah with fear, then we know this is not. You know, they're so scared to fall into. A, a sin A major sin Because if you fall into a major sin You're not a Muslim no more This is what they say You fall into a major sin You're not a Muslim But we understand that this is not correct Now, What's the proof of this Is that Individual during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, He used to drink alcohol He drunk alcohol And He got beat for drinking alcohol and then, it was said to him Some very harsh, rough words The Prophet wasallam. he responded to that incident By saying, do not help shaitan Against who? Your brother Do not help shaitan against your brother Because verily, what? He loves Allah and his messenger You with me? Like drinking alcohol, is this a major or minor sin? Major sin It's a and kabair A major sin, right? But, this individual, he did it He drank alcohol, major sin Now, if committing a major sin makes you a kafir How do we understand the following words of the Prophet He said, do not help shaitan against who? Your brother Meaning the brotherhood of what? Islam this wasn't his blood, blood, brother but the brotherhood of Islam so it's affirming that what he is a Muslim Allah Ta'ala he says that verily the believers they are nothing but brothers Na'am. so he affirmed for him the brotherhood of Islam which shows that what he is still a Muslim but, and then uh, the, the, the Prophet وسلم, he said because verily he loves Allah and his messenger loving Allah and his messenger this is indicative of what Iman. of Iman of faith so he did a major sin, but yet he was still a Muslim. So we understand that their methodology is not correct. Man, nah, it's not correct. Then you have on the other side, those who worship Allah with just hope. Just hope. No fear in it, just hope. These are like who? Inner Hmm? Inner You said who? Innovators. Oh, inno- nah, definitely innovators. <laughs> Definitely, but but who Christians are like this, but I mean from the Ummah of Muhammad, the Sufi are like this, this. but but what is that? What is the underlying uh, what is the underlying bid'ah that they're that they're running upon? Is what no, No, the underlying concept that they're running upon. It's the opposite of the khwarij. You got the khwarij on one extreme. The other extreme you have. Uh, like Not uh, so lack Not days of day. But day. who, who are they? Is, uh, the Murji'ah. The uh, muruji'ah. The Murji'ah, They are those who say that nothing can hurt your iman. If you believe, you believe and your belief is complete. You have the same belief like Jibreel. The same belief like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so on and so forth. Now this is what they say that sins do not hurt your belief. So if you believe, you're good. And as the brother mentioned, this is uh, reminiscent of the Christians. This is what the Christians say. You believe you're good. Now and we know the Christians, they were they are those who are astray. So now, anybody who resembles the Christians in this in this affair, then that's enough to show you, and as an illustration, that their way is not correct. How is this possible? Now, <laughs> like the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned in a hadith that is collected in Bukhari, Sibabul Muslim, Fasuk wa Qitaluhu kufr. <laughs> That verbally abusing a Muslim, it this is fisk. This is the evil, nasty. Despicable sin that you what you verbally abuse a Muslim. Verbal abuse of a Muslim is what is fiscal. is a is a is a, is, a, is, a, is a despicable sin. Now and this brings us inshallah to a few more any you know, parts away from this one, but issues of the tongue. Gotta watch, gotta watch what you're saying. In any event, the takeaway is that what if you verbally abuse a Muslim, it will it will drop you to this level. Okay, killing and murdering a Muslim, وقتاله, fighting him and killing him, then this is the Prophet called it what? Kufr. Because if verbal abuse is fisk, then what are you going to call physical abuse and killing? Murder. Kufr. Now, this is kufr. The point is, is that what? Is that this sin affected the Iman and brought it here? Another sin affected the Iman worse and brought it. Yes, sir. So this is an indication That what sins do affect Iman So Iman is not just one thing Either you got it or you don't have it But rather Iman It has different levels Iman goes up Iman goes down Some people's Iman is stronger than others Some people's Iman is weaker than others It goes up, it goes down There are different levels of Iman And there are many, many proofs and evidences which, uh, which point to this And the increase and decrease of Iman In any event this concept is, is of extremely important because this is the way of the believers. Is that they're between hope and it between fear. They hope that this they hope that their deeds are accepted. They fear the deeds will be rejected. They hope their repentance is accepted. They fear their repentance. Will be rejected. So when they hope they go to Jannah. They fear they're going to go to the hellfire. They hope Allah is pleased with them. They fear that Allah is angry with them. And this is what motivates the believer. Who's in the middle. This motivates the person upon the sunnah Who's in the middle to do what? To strive to do good. And to at the same time. Be scared of doing evil. You understand? Because the the those individuals. Who they only are scared. Then they main concern is staying away from doing it doing the evil, but it they won't necessarily what strive and strive and strive and do good because because hope is not a portion of the equation. Likewise, those who they don't they're not scared of anything, they're not scared of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which even I mean subhanAllah just think about that. Those who they they feel so secure with their iman that they don't care what they do in disobedience to Allah, Ta-A'la, they believe they're safe. So this is indicative of a person who's not even scared of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who in their right mind will disobey Allah Ta'ala and not fear any not fear any consequences. No repercussions. Yeah, subhanAllah. But yet these same individuals, if they speeding down the street and fly by a cop, a slow down real fast out of fear, they're going to get a ticket. You fear a ticket, but you don't fear disobeying Allah Ta'ala. You fear infringing and disobeying a traffic, rule, a traffic rule, but you don't fear disobeying your Lord. You see that you see it, these people have psychological problems. But any any event, this is neither here nor there. That's for another discussion for another time. The way of the believer between hope and between fear. So Allah Ta'ala, He says, They call upon their Lord out of fear and out of hope. And from that which Allah has given them, from that which they have been given, they spend. So they pray at night and they give charity. Now they pray at night and they give charity. They're Nas. They praying and the people are what? Yes. Nia sleeping. Now and they and they and they do what? and they feed and they feed the people with with the food. These are characteristics of those who are upon good. Now and then Allah Taala He says, "Fala Ta'lam," and that. No and that you don't know that, meaning that no Nefs knows, no individual knows. Let's say no individual knows. They don't know what is hidden uh, from them, from the good. They don't know what good has been hidden and kept hidden from them, the joy of which they shall receive as a reward for what they used to do. This is the reality. That there are going to be pleasant surprises for the believers. Pleasant surprises. The good that you do is not lost. The good that you do is not, it it, it will not disappear. Whatever you do from good, you will see it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever you do from good, you will see it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that good that you do, sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't know the joy That's in store for you because of the good that you have done This is why it is important to make sure that we are upon Tawheed So we have to learn what is Tawheed And we have to make sure that we are upon the Sunnah We have to make sure that we do things sincerely for Allah We don't do it to show off We don't do it so people people can talk good about us We don't do it because we want a worldly gain We do it for Allah and for Allah alone we do it to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that we do it in accordance to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Because whoever does a, a deed sincerely for Allah and upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi And when I say wh- whoever, I mean whoever from the Muslims, whoever from the believers. Na'am? Because the, 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 yani without proper belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then a deed is not accepted. So, whatever Muslim does... A deed sincerely for Allah, and in accordance to the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then that deed is eligible to be accepted. If you do a deed and is and is not for Allah, or it's not upon the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi then it is rejected. Now, so the affair of Tawheed is important. The affair of the Sunnah is important. Why? Because I want to be pleasantly surprised. Because of the good that I put forth upon the sunnah of the Prophet Now, who doesn't want that pleasant surprise? Does anybody want that pleasant surprise? I I, I want it. Right? Anyone with a mind, you want want it, right? You want that pleasant surprise, right? Don't you want it too? Now, I want it. We all want that pleasant surprise. So that's why being sincere unto Allah, having ikhlas, doing things sincerely for Allah is important. Because we want, we want that pleasant surprise Being upon the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam is important Because we want that pleasant surprise and So Allah Ta'ala He tells us that none of us knows What good thing is hidden for him Based upon what they used to do Which is an encouragement It shows us that we have to do We have to put forth righteous good deeds And from those righteous good deeds that we can do But rather from the best of the righteous good deeds we can do from the voluntary affairs Is what? Praying at night Praying at night, Praying at night. <laughs> That the best prayer After the obligatory prayers Is what? So, late. so the best prayer After the obligatory prayer Is the night prayer And technically So that we know technically the night prayer is any prayer after Aisha any prayer after Aisha is the night prayer you understand the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa advised Abu Hurairah to do what to pray with her before he goes to sleep to pray with her when before he goes to sleep so a person, so in other words, what? There's never an excuse, right? A person saying, "Well, I, I, I can't. It's hard for me. Once I sleep, I sleep, I sleep. You know, uh, uh, deep. It's hard for me to wake up before Fajr. It's hard. And for some people, it's hard. It's hard once they go to sleep. It's hard for them to get up. Perhaps they're point medication, right? They have to take it at different times, different regimens of, reg- of, 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 of medications and so on and so forth. So it's hard for them to get up before Fajr. Some people just like this. So for these people, are they cut off from? This benefit? No. When do you pray? Before you go to sleep. You pray Aisha, then you pray some raka'at before you go to sleep. And this is what? This is, te- this is the night prayer. The night prayer, any prayer after Aisha. And that is the best voluntary prayer. Naam, that is the best voluntary prayer. Waqad, mahad al Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam libayanin Abuab Al and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Well before going into this It is incumbent that we strive to do that which is good And that we do not slow down after Ramadan Because in Ramadan, most of if not all of the month We pray way. Some people, even though maybe not most of the month they prayed more night prayers in Ramadan than they pray any other month. So this is a this is a proof and evidence that what? You have it in you to do it. You have the ability to do it. Right? So, so is there any excuse to not pray uh the night prayer, to not pray with it? Is there any excuse? So yeah, so and this is something I want uh, some of you young people to really be cognizant of and and, 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 and to take uh, lesson from, okay? To take lesson from, especially those who are looking to get married and, you know, people ask questions before marriage about how you are, your religion, all this type of stuff, and you know, today. You know, a good question you can ask somebody, because what I'm saying is that, this is just some, 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 some advice, yeah, is that a person may ask, do you love reading? And what are most people going to say? Yeah, I love reading. So questions like this are not really beneficial. What's a better question? Ask them. What book are you currently reading and what's the last book you read? Who was the author of this book that you're reading? Oh, mashallah, Could you tell me a few things about this book? See what they say? Because then the, the truth come out. Then the shucking and jiving comes out. Okay. <laughs> Another question you can ask which is an indirect question that can shed light on a lot. You ask somebody when is the last time you prayed with them?" See what they say? I want you to imagine now I once knew an individual who was asked this question. Right? When is the last time you prayed with her? And I want you to imagine now this was late in the year, late in the year. I'm talking like late, like Sha'aban, <laughs> Roger, but it was late in the year. They said, when's the last time you pay with? Alhamdulillah, the person was honest and didn't lie, but they came and they said without any hesitation, without any reservation, unapologetically, they said, Ramadan. Already now, that's a red flag. What? That's almost a year went by. The last time you prayed witr was in witr was in Ramadan. Yeah, Subhanallah. That's not good. Anyway, if you happen to find yourself in this situation and you find yourself being faced with that answer, right? That's a that's a red flag. It's a good sign. Maybe you need to move on, right? Hey, every situation is different. Maybe they don't know whatever. But I'm just saying. I don't know. As a, uh, maybe you, you probably need to find somebody else The Prophet wasallam. He was an excellent teacher Excellent teacher and The Prophet He is an example for us In Every way How to be husbands How to be fathers yani How to be leaders right? How to be educators The Prophet He is an example in all aspects of our lives Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Na'am. The Prophet, وسلم, th- these affairs of the doors of good, right? The Prophet, وسلم, his introduction or how he began, his transition into this, na'am, his segue, as they say, into this was with Al ال- Istifham. He asked a question. Right? His segue into this was with Al ال- istifham He said, Allah. He said, shall I not inform you about the doors of good? When you ask someone something like this, and shall I not tell you about so-and-so, what does that do? That, that, bring, that, 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 capture, that recaptures their attention. Because now you, you, you already told them about some things, and you want to segue into something else, the way that you do that to renew their attention is by what? Asking a question. And shall I not inform you of the doors of good? Why the sheikh is uh, another of to draw, to Mu'ad, attention to the importance to draw, to 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 the importance of that he was going to tell him ma'am, to bring his attention to the importance of the fear that he was going to, that, 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 that he was going to uh, tell him after that and to, to draw and capture his attention. Ma'am. So this is an excellent means, and this is something as, as educators, um, when I mean educators, I don't mean that that is restricted to people who just teach in classrooms and so on and so forth. No, but as parents, we're educators to our children, ma'am, especially when the children are little, now We are educators to our children And a good way to capture the attention of children Who have a very short attention span Sometimes by questions Sometimes by questions uh, So this is a very excellent means and manner of doing it And then the Prophet ﷺ He said He goes on to say "Allah أُخْبِرُكَ بِرَأْسِ الْأَمْرِ He says Shall I not inform you about The head of the affair وَعُمُودِهِ uh, يعني, and shall I not inform you about the pillar of the affair And the peak of the affair Again asking what a question Shall I not inform you about the head of the affair And the pillar of the affair And shall I not inform you about the peak of the affair So of course this is very interesting so Mu'adh He said Bala, ya Rasulullah. He said Of course A messenger of Allah I want you to pay attention To the The words That the Prophet sallam, He used The Prophet sallam, He said The head of the affair Al-Islam Is Islam And the supporting pillar of the affair, as Salah is the prayer. وذروته al الجهاد. And the peak of it, the peak of the affair, then it is Jihad. That's the summit, the peak is Jihad. The, the shaykh he mentions, he says, "Well Murat Amr, and what is intended by the affair?" A He said, then this means the affair that is the great greatest of the affairs. What is meant? Then this is the, the affair that is the greatest of the affairs. Now I want you all to look at your life and see, because the, the head of the affair is what is the dean. that's the head of the affair. And this is in every situation. This has to translate in our lives into every situation. The head of the affairs our religion. What do I mean by that? Let me give you an example. When it comes to a job, for example, a job, right? In most cases, what is the number one concern people ask? Talking about a job. What's the number one? No, after if you're hiring, if if you offered it, then what's what's your number one typically and generally is what? I pay. How much I'm going to make, right? I pay. How much how much how much I'm going to get an hour? How mu- what's the salary? That's the number one concern. What's the salary? Should that be a number one concern? Hmm. Most people's salary. What's your benefit package, right? These are things they ask. How you know. Uh, how does it look for my sick days and, you know, pay time off? How does that look? Vacation and, you know, that's what people ask, right? Scheduling, typically, what's your schedules and so on and so forth, right? When a Muslim is going and you and, and, and you want to see whether or not this job is good for you, should those be your first round of questions or should those be your major concerns? No, they should not. Why? Because the Prophet said the head of the affair is what? is Islam so the first and your main concern and the information you gather to see whether or not this job is conducive should be is it good for my dean? is it good for my dean? is it gonna hurt my dean? is it going to harm my dean in any way? is it gonna make me a better Muslim or a worse Muslim? you see this is this is the motivation it should be because now when this is your motivation all those other questions take on a different light. So now, when you ask about the the uh, the salary, because I'm not saying don't care about salary. No, we don't work for free. Let's understand. Everybody get that? We don't work for free. Uh-huh. And there's nothing wrong with not working for free, right? But the point is, is that at that point, it's not about the money. At that point, it's does this job, is this job going to pay me enough? Where I can take care of the responsibilities that Allah has put upon me. Does this Is this job going to pay me enough where I can give charity? Where I can spend on the poor? Where I can buy food for the hungry? This is the motivation. So now the money is what is, is put in its proper perspective. It's just a tool. It's just a tool that I can use to try to get to Jannah. That's it. Other than that, money has no value. Right? If I can't take care of my family with it, if I can't spend it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if I can't feed the poor, if I can't buy gifts for the Muslims and make them happy, right? Because giving gifts is good. The Prophet said, Tahadu Tahabu. Give gifts and you'll increase in love with one another. Now in order to buy your wife those flowers and to buy your children those gifts that they like and make them happy and bring joy to them, which is a good deed, you need what? You need some kind of finances. I mean, you yeah, I mean? This stuff is not free, okay? So these, this is the motivation when you look at things the right way is because you want to do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded you to do. And that is extremely important. So the head of the affair is, yes, is Islam. And that's in every aspect of our lives. That's the head of the affair. If it's going to hurt my religion, it's a non. It's non-negotiable. We out. We not. We not dealing with that. Okay. And then the supporting pillar, Naam. The supporting pillar because Islam. The head of it is Islam. Who and am and this is general. Yes, jihad, wa It includes jihad and salat, salat and jihad, and other than those two. So it's all of the religion. That's the head of the affair. And then the Prophet he described the salat. وَوَصْفَهَا بِأَنَّهَا الإسلام. And then the Prophet he described the prayer, he mentioned the prayer and described it as being the supporting pillar of Islam. Naam. The salat is the supporting pillar of Islam. What's the supporting pillar? The Prophet ﷺ, he uh, likened it to the supporting pillar. When you have a tent and that tent has a supporting pillar, right? Give you a visual representation. Right? That tent has a supporting pillar. If the supporting pillar falls down, what happens? The tent collapses. It collapses. So, what is this to tell you? The supporting pillar. Of the din is what is the salah. Without the salah, collapses. So when the early mass say that a person who fasts in Ramadan but they do not pray, then their fast don't count, because the supporting pillar has been taken out. So now anything else you do from it is erroneous. Why? Because the supporting pillar is gone. Prayer is essential. So no matter what you go through in life, what. You have to always make sure that you are maintaining your prayers. No matter what calamity or difficulty you go through, you have to make sure you're maintaining your prayers. So now, going back to now that job, you're asking about scheduling and so on and so forth. So now, any schedule that does is not conducive for the establishment of your prayer going to Jum'ah so on and so forth. Then this this job is what it's not. It's not good. The money was good, yeah, okay, but the but 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 the, but the scheduling, nah, it doesn't work. What you mean? I can never go to Jum'ah what you mean I can never pray luhur? I can't pray asr when I'm at work oh no this job ain't good for me why? it's because it's, 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 it's uh, uh, not conducive with what? with establishment of the religion no? but, and then the prophet mm-hmm. he described jihad as being the peak jihad as being the peak people hear this and they say oh Jihad is a scary word, and we'll talk about that. People might think we, somebody else, and so on and so forth. No, we talk about it because it's from our religion. What is meant by the supporting peak? The ulema they mentioned that it's called the supporting peak because jihad is an identifiable characteristic of Islam, meaning that what? That is something that is well known. It is well known to the Muslims and is well known to the non Muslims. If you ask a non-Muslim, you know about this thing called Jihad, they're going to tell you, yeah, we heard about that. The Muslims, you heard about Jihad, yeah, we heard about that. And thus the Prophet Wasallam he described it as being a peak because of a mountain, right? Of a mountain, if you're far away from the mountain, what is it that everyone can see from the mountain? Is the peak. Unless you're close to the mountain, you can't see the base of it. You can't see it because if you're far away from it, you can't see the base, Right? But what could everyone see? Both those who are far and those who are near, they can see what? Peak of it. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ, he called it the peak, because it is that which is well known. However, jihad, the jihad in which the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, this is a jihad yashmanu jihad al-nafs. It encompasses and includes fighting against oneself. What well, jihad al-Ada and fighting against the enemies, and fighting against the enemies from the disbelievers and from the hypocrites. What a lot of people miss is what? Is that they believe that jihad is just a military campaign. No. Jihad that is a military campaign. It's not a consistent jihad. It's a jihad that it would last until the day of judgment. Nah, we know this. But it is not that which is consistent. Meaning that jihad will last to the day of judgment, but not always a military struggle. Sometimes it's military struggle and sometimes it's times of peace. Nah. So a military struggle is not consistent. Although jihad is consistent. So if a military struggle is not consistent, meaning that there are times that there are military conflicts, and those military conflicts have to, one, be issued by a Muslim government under the banner of a Muslim authority, so on and so forth. Not a person take jihad upon themselves. Come on. Just like in America, in America, does someone declare war on, on another nation on behalf of America? No. No. The American government, they're the ones who declare war, not just any Joe Smoke. right? So likewise, as Muslims, any old Muslim can't call jihad and I'm gonna run the bat the banner of jihad, raise the banner of jihad and fight against so on and so forth. No, you just you're just as crazy now and, and out of your mind as, as 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 any average American who say he wanna launch war against any other country and he just any average Joe Smoke. No, it doesn't work like that. Right? But at the same time as Muslims, now, nah, just like any American, any British person, any whatever, 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 will say that they have a right to defend themselves and to have military uh, 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 conflicts? Okay, so now as Muslims, we're supposed to say that we don't also have that right? Hmm? As Muslims, we don't have that right? We don't have the right to militarily defend ourselves? We don't have the right to engage militarily in conflicts? You have that right, but we don't have that right? You can say that, but we can't say that? You can say that you go to war with people, but we supposed to be scared of the word jihad? Come on. Man. You understand? If you understand, you understand right, then you know what we're saying. We're not going to support no Bin Laden, and no Al-Qaeda, and no, and no uh, uh, ISIS. No, no way, because those people are renegades. As Muslims, as Muslims, legislatively, we fight jihad against them. Who? We Muslims fight jihad against Al-Qaeda, against uh, 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 ISIS, ISIS, Against a Shabab, so on and so forth okay let's not get that misconstrued. <clears throat> however, what people seem to miss is that the jihad that is consistent and constant is the jihad against what ourselves jihad unifs. jihad against ourselves. that's constant whether it's a military conflict or not, that's the jihad that has to be won fighting against the evil of ourselves. Why? Because as the saying goes, if you can't defeat the evil of yourself, how are you going to defeat an outside enemy? If you can't defeat the internal enemy, meaning the evil of yourself, how are you going to defeat the outside enemy? Right? So you have to defeat what? The evil of ourselves. That evil of ourselves that tells us, don't get up and pray. Keep sleeping. The evil of ourselves that tell us, don't give charity. Be stingy. The evil of ourselves that tell us, do this haram thing. Don't do what is right. We got to fight that. Do what's right stay away from what is wrong that is constant constant that is constant and that's a g and that's a part of jihad and we're not ashamed of that yes we fight against the evil of ourselves yes we fight our low desires yes we fight against ourselves to do what is right to do what is proper to do what is correct yes we fight against the evil of ourselves and we don't apologize for that because that is from our religion and that is from the peak of the Deen. Alakulli had and then the Prophet ﷺ goes on to the next portion which deals with a great affair. Deals with the affair of the, the tongue. But inshaAllah we're gonna save that into the next class. So we're gonna stop here. For the tefi we have the qadr. Muhammad fa'ala adihi of Sahbihi Ajimain or Jazakumallahu Kayra.